Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me. We are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion with the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is mostly cloudy, 98 degrees, with rain coming in throughout the weekend in Houston, Texas. It is mostly clear, with a high of 89 degrees, with scattered thunderstorms throughout the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is clear, 82, with more rain, it's time seeing a theme here. <laughs> and in New York City, it is clear, 80, with a mostly cloudy weekend. Yeah, so the only one without rain is in New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, get rain. We've been getting a lot of rain lately. It's, you know, it rained for it's a beautiful for the grass. <laughs> it rained for about forty-eight hours straight the other day. You know, the past couple of days. So, we we've already paid our dues, I think. I don't know, Nick. We're in a drought. Mm. But uh, it's nice to see you. A back. little rain never hurt nobody. Especially when it's a nice drizzle for 48 hours. It's very calming. Yeah. Very soothing. Yeah, that, w- that I will say. Unless it was the rain we got uh, yesterday, the day before we recorded here. And then it was just that, that then it was just dreary and kind of sad. Well. <laughs> you know, Chris, it, it, you're back for your first Friday show uh, in quite some time. And I, you've pretty much covered all the bases at this point. You've been back for a Sunday show, a Monday show. Friday show and even for a good news episode so you're fully back you keep forgetting about idiots in the news and that really hurts well the reason I don't include idiots in the news is because you've been with us the whole time for those yeah because that's my favorite yeah you you, you can't tell you never did uh, I have my priorities (laughs) you never did disappear into the background with the idiots which is nice to see because well those really wouldn't be you know it's one thing with the uh News episodes, those definitely aren't the same, but it would be just, it wouldn't work without you for the idiots. You know why it's not the same with the news episode? Because you don't have my brain and my wisdom. And uh, uh, I see. All of that. That's I see. what it is, yeah. But, but we, you know, it would be hard for you to rate an idiot on surprise if you already knew what the idiot was. That right? That's very true. You make a very valid yeah. point there. But, uh, what you know, sh- I'm needed. We call that job security. <laughs> One show you weren't here for, though, is the uh, the new sports show that came out on Tuesday. And I know I listened to that. That was a great show. You know, I had a lot of fun with that. If you haven't checked it out, uh, make sure you go give it a listen. This first episode, bit long. You know, it's about an hour episode uh, in the future. Looking to make it around like a half hour show. Again, just kind of talking about all the biggest news stuff uh, in sports and predictions and having all that kind of fun stuff. And Chris, hopefully you'll make your first appearance on that show pretty soon. Yeah, I heard you're going to ask me some trivia and, uh, (laughs) you know, what my thoughts are and what potential scores could be. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Nick. Look, I I think the, getting your predictions, the meeting might drop suddenly. I think <laughs> really unexpectedly. I, I think your predictions. Could I might be, be driving through a tunnel and not hear you. Well, look, here's the thing. Uh, some of my predictions for the week, we not the NFL ones because as of recording, we haven't gotten to the NFL games yet. Uh, but some of my MLB predictions are already starting to go awry. Uh, and so I'm curious to see if you would somehow find a way to do better than me. 
Watch all my predictions come true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people should be worried. Um, anyways, we got some news to get into. Starting off with Queen Elizabeth II, the longest-serving monarch, has died at the age of 96. The last official photo of her was taken two days ago with the Prime Minister Liz Truss. In the photo, you can see her standing with a cane and her hands are almost blue. Queen Elizabeth has been a constant in the majority of our lives. She came to the throne on February 5th, 1952. That is more than 70 years ago, and she has lived and reigned during major world events like World War II, fall of the Berlin Wall, and the September 11th attacks, among many other things. She has met with 13 U.S. presidents, but has been in power through 14 of them. She has met with presidents Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush Sr., Reagan, Carter, Ford, Kennedy, Nixon, Eisenhower, and Truman. The royal family, including the royal's children and grandchildren, are gathered at the castle where she passed away. The death of Queen Elizabeth sets many operations in motion, like Operation Lundage, Operation Unicorn, and Operation Spring Tide. These are the detailed plans that the Queen has set forth under her guidance and her blessing. And this is the guidance everyone will be following so they know what is happening, that she is no longer the Queen. These plans have been in the works for many years, and the moment she died, her son, 73-year-old Prince Charles III, became King Charles III, and his wife became the Queen. Operation London Bridge governs everything from how the news was broken about her death and social media etiquette. Operation Unicorn includes the plans to get the Queen's coffin back to London from where she passed away in Scotland. Operation London Bridge dictates a 10-day mourning period for the entire country. The Queen's funeral will be televised and will be held sometime towards the end of the 10 days. She will be buried near her late husband. At the same time, Operation Spring Tide is for Prince Charles to ascend the throne, and this is one of the first actions that is happening after the Queen's death, and that is happening today. We will hear a televised address from the new king. Then the special council will meet to claim the new king. The correlation will not happen for a few months, though. And then they will go through the process of taking her off money, stamps, passports, and flags. And that will be changed to the king. And that will be the same for the country's anthem. The federal judge released a detailed inventory list of what was taken from Mar-a-Lago and where it was located in the former president's home during the FBI search in early August. There is 33 separate items listed, and each item includes boxes full of stuff, containers full of stuff with groups of documents. Some were found in Mar-a-Lago's storage room, and others were found in the 45 office after... Former President Trump's lawyers had confirmed two things back in June. One, there were no more classified documents located at Mar-a-Lago. And two, the White House records that remained at Mar-a-Lago were all secured in a storage room. The inventory list tells a different story. It reveals how these documents were confidential and their markings and how they were stored. 
Yeah, and it is believed that some of the country's most top-secret documents were just laying around with a bunch of other documents. In the 45 office, there were 99 magazine and newspapers from January of 2017 to January of 2018, plus confidential documents, 15 secret documents, and 7 top-secret documents. 69 other U.S. government documents with no classified markings, 43 empty folders with classified banners, and 28 empty folders labeled Returned to Staff Secretary. Altogether, there were 48 empty folders with some sort of classified markings on them. We do not know what these folders mean. The judge that ordered the release of this inventory was the same judge that appointed a special master. A Florida federal judge has ruled in favor of former President Trump and his request to have a special master review the documents that were seized by the FBI in the search of Mar-a-Lago. According to the judge's 24-page ruling, both the Trump team and the government have until today to submit a list of potential names of people who could be considered for the special master. A special master is usually a retired judge or attorney who has no part in this case whose responsibility is to simply go through these documents that were seized and filter out things that were not part of the original search warrant like attorney privileges. And in this case, things like that could be considered executive privilege. And the judge also ruled that until the special master is selected, the government cannot review or use any info seized from Mar-a-Lago in their criminal investigation. But the judge says that the government can continue to use the documents for the purpose of intelligence and national security assessment of damages, that were caused because these documents have not been in proper places. The Department of Justice is considering next steps at this time. Interest rates are going up again in just two weeks, but the question is by how much? A new jobs report that was released last week will help the Fed with data collection to answer that question. The August jobs report came out last Friday and experts called it a Goldilocks report. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And that is the direction that the feds want to see. But overall, the report shows the United States labor market remain super strong, but the Fed chair wants to see the labor market be super strong, but not a lot of open positions at the same time. The Fed also wants to see the labor market slow down, but not many people on unemployment. The labor report shows that the economy added 315,000 jobs, which is good, but it is not as good as it was in July, when the labor market added 525,000 jobs. Unemployment is still near a 50-year low at 3.7%. The report also found wages are going up, and the number of Americans who are working is up, including the number of women that have gone back to work. Today, we are expecting the Consumer Price Report, which is a good indicator of what is happening in the economy here in the U.S., those two reports and the CDP report will give the Fed Reserve a good picture of what is happening with our economy and how most of those interest rate hikes have impacted inflation, if at all. We have 21 days until the next government shutdown comes unless the government can pass a yearly budget. Lawmakers are trying to 
pass a short-term fix plus add extra things the fiscal year ends on september 30th so congress needs to pass a government spending bill or they need to pass a continuing resolution that is simply a short-term fix and it keeps everything running as usual yes congress has been working on pieces of the spending bill but the pieces need to come together and they need to vote on it in the house and senate it is looking like that is unlikely based on the current House and Senate calendar. For the party in power, it is very common during the continuing resolution process to add a few priorities that were not in the budget request. Democrats want to add the provision to codify same-sex marriage, and the president wants to add $47 billion for several different things, such as emergency money to pay for disaster relief in this country. He also wants this money for more aid to Ukraine, COVID-19, and monkeypox. Just because the president asked for this money, that doesn't mean that he will get it. And just because they want to codify same-sex marriage, they need the 60 votes in the Senate in order for it to pass, and right now it is unclear whether or not they have those votes. Getting into rapid news, Secretary Blinken, in an unexpected trip to Kyiv, Ukraine, announced $2 billion in military aid for Ukraine. And the judicial caller of former Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is being auctioned off to benefit children's charity, and this is the first time a piece of jewelry or any accessory of a former justice is being sold. Now, for my favorite part of the week, Nick, what do you have for this Friday morning good news? All right, so for my good news story today, you have siblings meeting up for the first time after about 70 years, a little over 70 years of being apart. So essentially what happened is back during World War II, there were four siblings that ended up getting split up. Actually, three of them were three of them stayed together while one was put up for adoption and ended up moving to Australia with an adopted family. Uh, mind you, these siblings were from the UK and they didn't see each other or um, talk to each other for, like I said, about 70 plus years, 75 years. And in that time, the siblings had actually searched for each other. And without even knowing each other, uh, even the sibling that went to Australia was looking for his sibling. So they were pretty much looking for each other at the same time without really even knowing each other, which is is kind of crazy in its own right, but they ended up finding each other um, when the brother Jeffrey, uh, the one that went to Australia, sent a letter to one of the middle brothers, Barry, in 2014, and ever since then, they've slowly been getting in contact with each other. All of the brothers have been getting in contact, and now they have started actually meeting up in person, and the story uh, that I read followed uh, most prominently Ted, one of the older brothers, um, and how he will be meeting Jeffrey here uh, very soon. And there was an entire video to go along with it, and he was talking about uh, how everything unfolded. And it was just such, you could see and hear all the emotion just uh, flooding through that interview and through that video. 
Um, it was absolutely touching. Just think, 70 years apart, 75 years apart, and they somehow find a way to find each other. And mind you, like a, thousands of miles apart from each other as well. Thousands of miles. Thousands of miles, 75 years, and they still... Just hearing you talk about it, I can imagine, you know, like the, the emotion. Like 75 years... You can right. only imagine the emotion that's taking place. Right. And, you know, the other brothers, you know, the three that were, were looking for Jeffrey, they were all old enough to remember him when he was put up for adoption. So for them, that just makes it even more emotional. Um, so this this is, this was just like a very touching story, and I figured it'd be perfect for the good news today. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That that's seventy five years. That's amazing, and they all reunited. You can only imagine the emotions that are involved in that, and just everyone coming together. But that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning for what to expect for the week of September eleventh. But until then, have a great start to your weekend, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.